Hi, this is Steve with Thresher Media Group. Welcome to When You're Ready to Listen. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the truth about God, things you may not have understood, may not have been taught, or quite frankly, had a very hard time believing. And since our entire relationship with God rests on believing, it is important we learn how to separate the truth from the many lies and fictions that abound within the religion of Christianity. So when you're ready to listen, tune in and discover a pathway to freedom, encouragement, life, and hope. Jesus has a name. Episode 28, Call Upon His Name, Yahweh in Review. This is the final episode on Jesus Has a Name. We have been through all the names, but I thought it'd be good to do an overall wrap-up of this entire study about the name Yahweh. With Yahweh, it's always personal. With Yahweh, everything is always personal, and that includes how he handles and deals with the name of the Father which was also given by the Father to the Son. He values and cherishes this name as it is his memorial name to all generations. Yahweh is the name by which we must come to know him such that we call on his name. After all, if we call on his name, we will be saved for there is much power in the name when it is accompanied by faith. Our primary goal in studying the names of God has been twofold. Number one, to come to know our king so well that we become fully convinced based on all the facts that we would be foolish to put our trust in anything or anyone else, especially ourselves. And two, to be fully convinced that all our decisions, no matter how trivial, must be made based on the reality of the character and nature of our king, which has been revealed by the name. His name is to be the filter through which we must pass all things, all thoughts, all emotions, all experiences, and so on. He wants us to know him by his name. And knowing the Father, the only true God, and the Son, Jesus Christ, whom the Father sent, by name, is present tense, eternal life. Eternal life is to be our experience now, not something we experience when we are dead. And it comes through relationship, through knowing the Father and the Son. And since eternal life is all about relationship, the one thing which Yahweh has never tolerated from his people is idolatry. It invokes his wrath. When we turn to anyone or anything, including our own wisdom and our own abilities, attempting to be what Yahweh is to be for our lives, our I am, we live in idolatry. This is the reason why we are sternly warned against idolatry. Trusting in anyone else or anything else is a foolish decision, especially given that his name is jealous and he will do whatever it takes to claim his right of possession. We must lay down our idols, destroy them, and let them burn, especially our idol of religion and our love for personal goodness. The source matters. After all, only God is good. Therefore, in all things, in all measurements, in every assessment of our lives, the source matters. The source is everything. Our good intentions are meaningless and misplaced. It is only when the one who is good, Yahweh, lives in through our lives that we can ever do anything that is good. Once again, the source matters. The source is everything. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes nor figs from thistles, are they? 
So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. The source matters. The source is everything. The willingness to endure being willing. And what does Yahweh require from us? He simply wants us to be willing and to endure. If we are willing to endure being willing, he will do the rest. He will wage a war against everything within us that does not want him to rule as our I am. He will remove everything that stands in his way of being our sole provision for all things, all the time. This war, however, is very purposeful. It is how he causes us to be transformed into his image by eliminating all his enemies so that he will have free reign to live in and to express himself through our lives. It is a war for possession and it is a war for expression. If we are willing, he will do the rest. He will even cause us to now be believing that the father raised Jesus up to his right hand and he'll cause us to now be confessing that Jesus is Adonai, the Lord. It will all be his work if we are simply willing to endure being willing. As most of us know, being willing is difficult. We want to be willing, and we have a desire to be willing, yet something in us still fights against our believing that it is safe to be willing, that it is good to let go of so much control, as illusory as it may be, it's still our illusion. <laughs> this dynamic reminds me of the man who wanted Jesus to heal his demon-possessed son. And Jesus told him that all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the boy's father cried out and said, I do believe. Help my unbelief. I feel that way often when I cry out. I am willing. Help me be willing. And the good news is that he does. And he is always at work in us to both will and to do for his good pleasure. And what is Yahweh's purposes in securing our willingness? That by his mercies, we would present ourselves to him as a living sacrifice and offer ourselves up on the altar of fire as a free will offering, imperfections and all. The one thing to keep in mind is that Yahweh never, never violates our personal sovereignty. As his agape love does not force its own way, he therefore desires us to volitionally let him have his way with us, to present ourselves to him, knowing that we belong to him and believing that he takes full responsibility for our lives and all that he must do to set us free. But his goal is our salvation, delivering us from all that is within us, which refuses to worship him and honor him as our I am. War and Sacrifice and what is Yahweh's purpose for his war and this free will sacrifice? Our salvation, our deliverance, that we might be set free from our flesh so we can choose to walk in the spirit, that we might be set free from this world to live as aliens and strangers in this place, that we might be set free from law, the law, your law, my law, anyone's law, so we can be free from sin and thereby set free from shame, judgment, and condemnation. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. He purposes that we might be free from all religion and the worship of a false God of our own making, whom we call Jesus and Father. But do not ascribe to this image the truth about his name. He desires that we be set free from fear, 
no matter where it derives, from our not knowing his name, from the accusations of the enemy, from the accusation of others, or from our own self-condemnation. And of course, he purposes that we might be set free to live as free people, as sons of promise, as children of Sarah and residents of Mount Zion, that we might know his unrestrained freedom. Calling on his name. To call on his name is to behold the son for who he is, Yahweh, and personally come to know Yahweh through experience as the Lord God Almighty, as our personal banner and our rallying place, our shepherd, our healer, our presence of God, our righteousness, our sanctification, our jealous lover, our provision, our commander of heaven's armies, our peace, and our freedom. Therefore, when we are afraid that sin has separated us from God, we are to call on Yahweh Shema, confident that he will never leave us nor forsake us, because Yahweh Shalom has ensured that there is no tension or hostility between us and God. When we are super frustrated and annoyed over all the places in which we find ourselves, relationships, jobs, struggles, fights, and so on, we're to call on Yahweh Ra and rest in the fact that he has been and is even now leading us and taking us exactly where we need to be to every location which Yahweh Adonai appointed for us. Everywhere we step, whether that step leads us to good or evil, he is the one who has directed us. When we are sick of reacting to the pain within our soul, being so easily triggered by others, and become sick of flying the banners of our dysfunction over our lives, we can call on Yahweh Rapha to come and heal the wounds which Yahweh Adonai inflicted upon us. All our spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional wounding. And we are to continue to call on Yahweh Rapha until we can proudly fly the banner of Yahweh Nisi over our lives. For then our dysfunctional coping mechanisms will no longer be our automatic go-to when we are hurt or afraid. Instead, we'll gather at the rock of Yahweh Nisi and lift his banner high. When we are confronted with the enemy, we can call on Yahweh Sabaoth, the commander of heaven's armies, and the dark forces of wickedness will flee from us, for they are terrified of their commander who lives and abides in us as Yahweh Shema. When we find ourselves desperately trying to be good for God, feeling shame and guilt over all the ways we have failed him, going through those ridiculous rituals and gyrations of repentance, we can rest in the goodness and the righteousness which Yahweh Sidkenu has given to us, knowing, completely confident, and fully assured that only God is good. Besides, we can be confident that even our failures are part of plan A, established by Yahweh Adonai. In fact, all the details of our lives have already been written in his book. Therefore, we can rest knowing that as Yahweh Makodeshkim is setting us apart from all other allegiances to be his own personal possession, and as Yahweh Kana is going to war against everything in us that refuses to let him be our I am, we will fail, we will sin, for it is an expected and necessary result of war. All our wrong belief and unbelief and our gross, stinky flesh must be brought to the surface so we can understand what we do not believe about his name and why we do not believe it, and then be willing to let Yahweh remove the wrong belief and unbelief from our lives. And the great news is that through the entire excruciating and often embarrassing process, Yahweh, Sidkenu, has our backs. But this is a long journey and a prolonged war. Therefore, when we are empty, without, and are desperate for provision, we can call on Yahweh Jireh 
and he will help us appropriate everything Yahweh has already given us for life and godliness. Yahweh Jireh will even cause us to now be believing and to now be confessing that Jesus is Adonai and has been raised up and seated at the right hand of the Father. And Yahweh Jireh will give us himself as a provision through the true knowledge of Jesus Christ. The goal of learning to call on his name is to know him such that we trust him with everything and therefore are willing to give him access and possession of every part of our being until, with our heart, mind, soul, and strength, we call Yahweh our Hayah, our I Am. Then we will know how to live in unrestrained freedom purchased for us by Yahweh Yasha and freely, without restraint, love others as we have been loved and serve others as Yahweh desires us to serve without guilt, compulsion, duty, shame, regret, and most importantly, without fear from wherever fear derives. This is what it means to be calling on his name in terms of our day in and day out existence. Everything which Yahweh Adonai does, directs, allows in our lives is for the purpose of replacing all our wrong belief and unbelief with the true knowledge of Jesus Christ. Therefore, he takes us step by step to teach us why it is safe to call upon his name and upon no other name, especially our own, and then how to call upon his name through the midst of physical, mental, and emotional turmoil, distresses, and the difficulties of life. And when we learn to call upon his name Yahweh, we will come to know his salvation and enter his Sabbath rest. We will learn how to compose and quiet our soul and be still and know that he is God. We will not need to figure out everything. We will not need to spin and spin trying to determine all the possible outcomes of every decision we make. And we will not need to obsess on all the things we did wrong and all the things that were done wrong to us. Instead, we will be able to quietly hope in his name, Yahweh, which is like a lifeline, a lanyard of support, our scarlet cord, our tikva, literally our hope. Jesus has a name. Jesus has a name, and it is Yahweh. And it is before this name that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Yahweh Adonai. As such, it is advisable for us to learn to bet our lives upon his name. Once again, this means being willing to let him cause us to be willing. Remember, all things are from him, through him, and to him. However, since he never violates our personal sovereignty, we must learn to choose to be willing. After all, if we are not willing to be willing, how can he make us willing? He says it this way, unless your faith is firm, I cannot make you stand firm. The point is that he even helps us with our willingness to let him be our I am as he works within us to will and to work for his good pleasure. But we must be willing. Yahweh is the name by which he wants us to personally know him. And it is through his name that he wants us to experience him. The name reveals the very personhood of Jesus and the father who shared his name with his son. And being the truth, not just a truth, but the truth, Yahweh does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thus, he can always be counted on to do everything he has said and to fulfill every promise he has ever made. It is just a matter of time. Now, I am going to personalize this a bit. 
If your experience with the truth with Yahweh does not match the promises and declarations set forth by his name, it does not mean that the truth needs to be modified to fit your experiences. That would make your experiences the truth. Your experiences do not and never will define the truth. What this means is that since Yahweh is the same yesterday, today, and forever, your personal experience with what you have thought is the truth has been an experience with a deviation from the truth. All that Yahweh has promised us, everything for life and godliness, is found through true knowledge, through the true knowledge of Jesus Christ, through his name. The name Yahweh is not an anemic name. It's powerful as it is rooted in the Hayah, the I am. I exhort you as we close the study to be willing to let him teach you why you should bet your life on his name and how to bet your life on his name. You will not be disappointed. For those who are now trusting in him, now and continually, they will never be disappointed or never be put to shame for believing in his name. With that said, we must always remember that the source matters. The source is everything. There is simply nothing good within us that is within our flesh. We may be willing to do good, but we simply cannot do good. Remember, if what we do and what we say is not a product of Yahweh living his life in and through our lives, then it it is all vanity and a waste, regardless of the practical good that is produced by it. For only Yahweh is good. Therefore, we should bet our lives on his name. Let him have his war. Let him claim his full possession of that which is rightly his, in order that we might declare with our heart mind, soul, and strength. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Jesus has a name, and it is Yahweh. And his name is to be the filter through which we pass all things, all thoughts, all emotions, all experiences, and so on. He wants us to know him by his name. To get a free download of the full written transcript with all the scripture references footnoted, please go to threshermediagroup.com. That is T-H-R-E-S-H-E-R mediagroup.com. This is Steve with Thresher Media Group. When you're ready to listen, tune in.